I'm Lisa Collins, and welcome to today's teaching of Real Christianity with your teacher, Mosley Collins. Each week, we try to bring you a study of God's Word that will encourage and equip you to live a life that God can bless, to live a life of real Christianity. And now, I am proud to present your brother in Christ and my husband, Mosley Collins. Thank you, Lisa, and welcome, my listeners, to today's edition of Real Christianity. And I'm joined in the studio by Dr. Donald Partridge, who's the founder of the Institute for Family Research and Education, which is helping uh, single parents and helping step-parents and helping step-families negotiate uh, how to live and raise healthy children, even though there's been a divorce. Yes. And And the point is... Uh, is it possible? <clears throat> is it possible that children can uh, come out of a single parent or step family whole, healthy, stable, as if they've lived in a first marriage their whole lives? And the answer is absolutely yes. Well, I'm glad the answer is yes. Boy, I'll tell you, Amen. <laughs> you know, I tell you what I think what why it's one of the reasons it's hard is because when you're going through a divorce as you and I have, um, you're so wounded yourself that you hardly are competent to be focusing on the needs of your children, even though you should be. You're just trying to survive yourself. That's all you can do is survive yourself, and your children are in their own survival modes themselves. Right. And, and uh, it's very, well, this is why uh, God says, I hate divorce. I mean, it just yes, throws I a hate whole... divorce. It throws a whole family into a spin. You know, I there's... I just want to speak to a couple of things, Don, uh, which we, and we'll get on to how to help the children. But, you know, the idea that so prevalent today is I deserve to be happy. Mm-hmm. That's the foundation of many divorces. One of the spouses saying, well, I deserve to be happy, you know, which is really saying it really comes from a very selfish place. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus said they were talking to Jesus one time and they said, uh, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any cause? Mm-hmm. And Jesus said, uh, no, from the beginning, God made them one flesh, and what God has put together, let no man put asunder. And then they said, well, why did Moses give us permission to divorce our wives? And the Phillips translation says, Moses permitted you to divorce your wives because you know so little about love. Well, and, and, the, and the King James or the other translation says, because of the hardness of your heart. Right. So either hardness of heart or because you understand so little so, about love. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we really understood love, if we understood uh, submitting ourselves to the Lord, if we understood prayer, if we understood the plan of God, um, there'd be a lot fewer divorces. Look, that's why we're doing this this series in the first place. I know the series specifically is this particular one is number eight in the series, Parent Wars, how divorced parents unknowingly damage their kids. But the point is of the series is what state do you find yourself in? Do you find yourself in as a single parent now? Do you find yourself as a step family now? Are you in a step family? Okay. That's what you're in now. That's the family system. Can God bless and increase and multiply and fill your lives with his goodness and love and where you are satisfied and you're happy? And the answer is yes. Yes. He can do that. We are very, very anxious to see that second marriages are preserved. 
Yes. Instead of them going into third and fourth, fifth oh. marriages, the second marriage, the, the the divorce ratio of second marriages to first is high. First marriages about thirty. Three thirty-five percent of first marriages end in divorce. Second divorces are up in the 65, 70 percentile yeah. of of breakage. We're really wanting to attack that statistic and bring it down. We think we can. Yes, by having happy families. You and I both divorced, both remarried, mm-hmm. and uh, I have six children. One of them here in the studio with me, Bart. Yes. And um, our children, mine and yours, have turned out really well. We desire that the sins of the parents are not duplicated down into our children, that if our children can come out whole, healthy, that they find wonderful spouses and go into first marriages and remain. That is our goal in life. And we can, and we can through the laws of God that we've been talking about, particularly this one law of Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 16, which says, Honor thy father and thy mother, and in doing so, as the Lord thy God has commanded you, that your days may be prolonged, that it may be well with you. That's the stability we're talking about, yeah, that it absolutely. can be well with you. And that, well you, that with you. on the land which the Lord thy, thy, the, the Lord thy God will give you. And I, and I just, I just think it's encouraging that you and I have been through very difficult divorces, and God has brought us out, and God has helped us, and God, with His grace, we have. I have six children. You have seven. We I have think. seven. Yes. So these children look healthy. These children look happy. These children don't look like they've been through the horrors of divorce. Yes. Because God has blessed us and helped us, and by His grace, we've had the wisdom to do some things that God wanted us to do. Let's look on how the law of God, the fifth commandment, works so well. Let me take you through a, a story form on, on how and why this law works so well. Now imagine this, Mosley. Imagine a child having a disrespectful, disreputable parents. They are self-willed, selfish, uh, into themselves, entitled. They're not good parents. And here's this kid, okay? The child is taught to be respectful and, and courteous toward both these disrespectful parents, okay? Okay. They should be... Uh, uh, dismissed by the child, but the child doesn't. The child honors these parents who are not honorable. Right. Okay? Follow that kid. That kid who has learned to be tolerant and kind and accepting goes out with these powerful tools out into society. Now look. Teachers, coaches, professors, employers, neighbors, other adults, government work. I mean, policemen. The, people, people will do wrong to the child and treat. And, and I mean, things happen out there things in society. Happen. The vicissitudes of life, the ups and downs of life, happen in society. But is this child going to go out and be reactive, negatively reactive toward a teacher or a professor or an employer? If the child has learned the skill with the dishonorable parent, the child has learned 
honorable skills with a parent, that child will take those same skills out into society, and that's why it will be well for that child out in society if that child learned to honor the parents. In other words, the point is, the worse off the parent, and if the child can remain cool-headed and non-reactive toward that parent, that child is going to take those skills out into society and become a great individual out in society. This is why this law is so good. And this is why God can plant this law into the midst of sinful society. It works with sinful society. But, but in order to do that now, for a child to model that respect back to a disrespectful parent, to a, a child to honor, uh, be honorable to dishonorable parents, really that will need to, that child will need to be trained, and that's why we're saying to all those who have children um, that have that have ex spouses that if they can model before those children those characteristics of acceptance, of tolerance, of kindness. So you're saying what you're acceptance. you're actually saying the the we should if you're a divorced person, you should model for the sake of your children behavior you want in the child. You're going to have the behavior you want in the child with the behavior that you give. Right. So you want to be kind to your ex? Yes. You want to res- be respectful to your ex? You want to eliminate any parent war. Yeah. Right now. Uh, the listener that is listening to this now, the conflicts you want to reduce. We'll talk more as a as the shows as we do more programs of why this is important. But right now, to start modeling before the children a a, a model of peace, a model of acceptance, a model of kindness, and to demand the child to do so, and to take the opportunity to say nice things about the other, about the ex. For example, um, oh, you know, uh, I was talking to your father and he was very proud of you. Yes. Oh, I was talking to your mother and she just, uh, I could just tell by the way she was talking that how much she loves you. Oh, do you, do you know the, the good that does? Oh, it'll, it'll, it'll warm the child's heart. It will fill that child with pleasure. When the child does some activity and you say, you know, your father did the same thing. He was skilled like you were. Oh, wow. You know, with your hands, look how you can work. with You know, your father also was skilled with his hands wow. too. Wow, that's huge. How wonderful. You're modeling your dad. How wonderful this is. How huge. You know, let's talk for a minute about how... People, some people are, will be verbally uh, speaking out against the ex and saying terrible things, which is bad, bad, bad for the children. But some people will just be silent yes. and allow the child to go into a disrespectful, uh, or it could even be fearful mode. Well, the child will observe that their parents are doing bad things. Their parents are wrong. The parents are uh, doing sinful behavior. Maybe it's drugs. Maybe it's yeah. Maybe it's new girlfriend, boyfriend. Maybe it's 
whatever. And that, and that child will go into an, a, a natural reaction of the child is go into a dishonorable, disrespectful <clears throat> attitude. Right. And uh, the damage that can occur is with a parent allowing that child to manage himself or herself in their own bitterness toward that other parent. Well, here's how it works. Let's say your your wife cheated on you and now you're divorced. Yes. And uh, the child notices that the the wife, the ex-wife has now got the, her third boyfriend yes. and starts saying, oh, what's wrong with mom? This is really blah, blah, blah. And this big smile comes on your face because you think, yes, now he sees how bad his mother is. Yeah, they get it now. They're oh, getting the truth. Yes. And that is bad. It, it's so, this, so I'm calling people, my listener, I'm calling you to do what's really hard to do. But I'm calling you to do it for the sake of your child, not for the sake of your ex. To cease the parent war for the sake of the child. Now, you're, you gave an example that actually happened with my daughter's uh, best friend in high school. The, the best friend's mother left the dad and went out and, and found another guy and was living in the same town. I'm gonna, I'm, uh, the, the daughter would say to her best friend, my daughter, she would say, well, uh, today I'm going over to the sluts house. Uh-huh. Oh, and, so and, and my daughter would say, what are you saying? And she says, I'm going over to the sluts house, talking about her mother. This young teenager referred to her mother in such a degraded term but but what would her father think if he heard that oh she's true my daughter is seeing the light my daughter is truthful seeing how terrible her mother is because she is terrible but that's no victory that's actually a defeat that's that's a defeat and this is how we want to respond and i had a gentleman uh, talk to me, ask me about this in a conference I was holding in South San Francisco. And he said, you know, my, my ex-wife is, is a, a wrong, has bad, faulty behavior. And he started listening to law. And he says, my children can see this faulty behavior. How do I handle it? And I said to him, I said, sit your child down and say to the child, look at me, look at me now, pay attention. I'm going to talk to you for a minute. Now, you know that there are children that have cancer out in the, in, in the Stanford Children's Hospital. There's children that have cancer. There are kids that go hungry. There are other kids that uh, are having to work as little children. This is not your problem, but your problem is your parent. You have a problem with your parent. Just like those children who have their issues are not allowed to be embittered, I'm not going to allow you to be embittered over your mother. And that's how you handle it. You say everyone has problems, but you are not allowed to go bitter on your problem. Right, right. Even if, even if the parent is wrong, they should be honored. Absolutely. Without question, that parent should be honored, and we have to answer the question, why does the parent have to be honored? Because the child is the parent. And they so, are honoring, when they honor the parent, they are honoring themselves. This is 
as Don has mentioned, somewhat paradoxical, but it's the right way. It's counterintuitive, but it's the right way to raise healthy, godly children. I hope you're enjoying today's edition of Real Christianity with your host, attorney Mosley Collins. You can get a free copy of today's message on CD or any of Mosley's other messages by calling our office at 916-444-4444. Now let's get back to today's message. Thank you, darling. Don, let's talk for a minute about forgiveness. Uh, There are things that happen in divorce that are unforgivable except for the grace of God. Except for the grace of God. Except for the grace of God. Unforgivable. I've been through those, as have you. And here's what Jesus said. He, you know, he, he taught the Lord's Prayer. They said, Lord, teach us to pray. And he said, okay, pray in this manner. And verse 12 in Matthew chapter 6 is, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And then in verse 14 and 15 he said, for if you forgive people their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive people their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. So there is no um, there is no room here not to forgive our exes, even though from a human perspective, some of the things that have been done to us are unforgivable. With the grace of God, we can forgive. In fact, God, in, God demands it. God insists it. For our own sake, yes. he demands we forgive. I, we have told a lot of horror stories here in these programs. Let me tell you a good one. I was with a, a blending family couple, a step family, and the woman was talking about her two daughters, which were both in their 20 years, 20s and were both married and happy and solid and together. It's like they never experienced in their family divorce. Right. <clears throat> this is the goal of this program. Yes, and, it is. And I, and I said to the woman, I said, stop right there. I'm not, this, is, <laughs> this is a truthful story. I actually said this. I said to the woman, stop there. We were having lunch with her and her husband, the stepdad to the two girls. And, and I said, may I describe to you your life? And she said, okay. And I said, uh, and, I, and, and I already knew that her husband left her. I said, you did not embitter yourself against that man, did you? And she said, no. I said, you did not allow your children to be embittered against that man, did you? She said, no. I said, you welcomed your daughters seeing their husband. Yeah, their, 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 excuse me, their father. Right. Yes. I said, you welcomed the father's new wife into your lives, into the family's lives? She said, yes. I said, not only that, but you probably are on a reasonable talking terms with both of them. She said, yes. And I said, furthermore, the your husband, the, the girl's stepfathers, he has welcomed the, the two daughters' fathers in the daughter's lives and in his life. She said, yes. You understand what I'm Uh saying? We're just, I just kept going. These are the principles we're talking about. And I said, how could you do it? 
How could you? He just left you. He finds another woman. He goes off with his life. How can you possibly do that? And she said, because God commanded me. Uh-huh. God commanded me to put away my bitterness right. and to move forward in loving my daughters and accepting the reality of life that's around me. Right. And it brought her and her daughters into such a, a realm of stability as if they both never experienced divorce. Yep. Well, that's the way to do it. That's no, it. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. And there, there are people listening right now, Don, who are going to say, you don't know what I've been through. I could never forgive. Well, I will tell you that forgiveness is a decision it's not an emotion you can forgive right now you can forgive today the ex in fact i'm going to pray i want you to pray with me right now pray with me my listener dear god i forgive and give me the power to walk in that forgiveness in jesus name amen it's a decision i forgive you might not feel like forgiving and you wake up tomorrow morning, you might be not feel like forgiving and you may be hurt, but you can say, I forgive. Just like you say, I receive Jesus as my savior. It's a decision. It's a decision to receive Christ. It's a decision to forgive others and it's for your own good. I hope you enjoyed today's edition of Real Christianity. This program is sponsored by the Personal Injury Law Offices of Attorney Mosley Collins. If you or a loved one have been badly injured, you need wise legal counsel. Attorney Mosley Collins has been helping injured people for over 28 years. He knows how to win your case. You can reach Attorney Mosley Collins and his legal staff by calling our office at 916-444-4444. There is never a charge until he wins your case. So just remember, dial all fours for legal help. Now here's a final word from Mosley. Thank you, Lisa. I don't want to end today's program without asking you, my listener, a very important question. Do you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? I'm not asking you if you go to church. I'm not asking you if you call yourself a Christian. I'm asking you, do you have a daily, personal relationship with Jesus? Have you ever prayed to receive Christ as your Savior? If you haven't, or if you're not sure, call me at my office, and I will take the time to pray with you, and I will send you a free Bible. If you have any doubt concerning this, I hope you will call me, and we will pray together for you to receive Christ and the gift of eternal life. Thank you for listening. From all of us here at Real Christianity, we pray that God will bless you and keep you and that you will live in the love of Jesus.
If you're pregnant and considering abortion, I have important news. I'm attorney Mosley Collins. Perhaps you know my phone number, 444-4444. In the past, I've spoken about personal injury accidents, but today I want to help you if you are pregnant and considering abortion. I know that's a scary spot to be in. So we've created a new organization called SaveYourBaby.org. If you call us, we have resources, medical care, housing, and more to help you save your baby. And it's all free. Many people now believe abortion is a bad choice. Even the woman who brought the original lawsuit legalizing abortion now believes she made a terrible mistake. I don't want you to make a terrible mistake. So I hope you call me at 444-4444. We will help you without charge. But in the end, it's up to you because only you can save your baby. 